Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Wild Ass Podcast, and I am your host, Wild Ass Craig. This is episode 25, and it's a brand new year. It is now 2023, and starting with this episode right here, I am going to change things up a little bit. As you know, here at Wild Ass, we are big supporters of Mile Monsters, Inc., there have been a number of changes in the Mile Monsters world, and I wanted to come up with a way that I can help keep everybody up to date with what's going on. If you've been listening to the show, you've heard of Jeff Wyatt, also known as Riot. Riot was my guest on episode number two of this podcast. I need to get Riot involved so we can keep all of you informed right here through the use of the Wild Ass Podcast. What we're going to do is keep all of you up to date, not only on what the Mile Monsters have been up to, but what they have coming in the next few months. We're going to do this by meeting here on the first Monday of each quarter. For those of you that haven't listened to episode two, let me introduce you now to Riot. Riot, welcome to the show. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to do a podcast about Mile Monsters and showcasing what we do. I really think that's an awesome idea. Like uh, most things, did a nice job coming up with it. Well, you're welcome. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah, you know we're supporters. We love the monsters. We love everything you guys are doing. Our friendship has grown greatly, and I I love that. So, trying to think of a name for this, and I think we just need to call it the Monster Cast. I like that Monster Cast, as in M O N S T E R C A S S T, because all these other people spelling Monster Cast are probably wrong. So we need to make sure we get that right for everybody. I'm making sure right now. I'm writing it down to the people that don't know. I'm assuming I have some listeners now that weren't listening back then. Explain the Mile Monsters, because if you're not a friend of mine on Facebook, if you're not following the Wild Ass page, you may not be real familiar with it if you're not in the long-distance community. So tell us how the Mile Monsters came about, where the idea came from, etc. Just kind of talk us through that and what your mission is. Sure. Mile Monsters came about after I was competing for a couple years, raising money for a charity. And I was working directly with somebody and raising some funds. And we kind of just grew. And I grew into doing some more rides, bringing on some more people. And I've been kicking it around the back of my head how to how to expand what I was doing, put a little more effort into it. So with the help of some of the riders that I've met along the road, or on the road, I should say, like Solo and Hopper, you know, we had some conversations out on the Lonely Highway. And one thing led to another, and I was inspired to start Mile Monsters. So we started that in 2021 with the hopes that, you know, I could I could inspire a few people to ride under the Mile Monster banner and try to raise some money to help some kids with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which is a terrible form of muscular dystrophy. So if you're not familiar with that, you can look that up. And that's our main purpose. We do help some kids outside of the Duchenne community because we have big monster hearts and we can't help ourselves. But that is our main goal is to help the kids with Duchenne. So I was inspired to do that, and right after I had started it, I had a couple of rides planned, and Chris Hopper reached out to me because he was planning to do his 100,000-mile ride, a world record ride where he was going to set out and do 100,000 miles in 100 days, all alone, just him. So he reached out to me and wanted to do it for our cause, and that really put Mile Monsters on the map for 100 days. People were talking about it, and it really really elevated it. So it carried us right into uh, 2022, where we just kept things rolling and really got us to where we are today. I don't know if you want me to go through 2022 or or uh, right now or not. 
Yeah, I mean, we might as well. I think you know, I, I kind of want people to know what you're doing. Like I said, how this came about. What made you choose kids with Duchenne's muscular dystrophy? When I first got started, I had worked with a guy. His son had it. And that my very first ride was the Hokahe in 2018. And you needed to have a charity. And I decided to raise some money for his charity and his boy, Jamesy. So that's how I got into it. I knew nothing about it. And it did not take me very long to come to hate the disease. I have a son who was a magnificent athlete. He was a joy to watch and pretty much everything he competed in his whole life. And I coached wrestling, baseball, softball, football, pretty much any sport I coached at some point that he played or my daughter played. And it just rubbed me the wrong way to see a disease like this robbing kids of the most basic joys in life, like having a a time to play t-ball or playing catch in the backyard with their dad. So I just kind of fell in love with the boys and grew to hate the disease. And one thing led to another. And here we are today. It's really cool, too. When did you find the first kid that you were going to work with for Mile Monsters? Okay, the first kid that we've got as Mile Monsters actually came from a little help I did for him on another ride before we were Mile Monsters. He was one of the reasons why we started it, and that was Drew. I did a ride where I did all 48 states in 2019, and one of the days I had dedicated to Drew. It was a Tuesday, and we called it Drew's Day. So that was an awesome day. We raised the money for him and really uh, got me in contact with his family a lot. And we just stayed in touch. So when we started Mile Monsters, he was kind of a no-brainer. And in 2020, I had met Gavin. And I did a ride, and his parents reached out to me when I was looking for kids to ride for or to showcase, show them a little bit of their skills and their specialness to them. Gavin's mom reached out to me. And then in the fall of 2020, I met Gavin in Texas and took some of his artwork and had it turn into a tattoo. So that was pretty awesome. And in 2021, when Hopper was riding four mile monsters doing his 100,000 mile ride, we had generated enough money to help Turbo pay off a van. So that was an exciting time because we had never met Turbo. I just stumbled upon his fundraiser and we just got together with him and it just really hit it off. He's a great kid and a lot of fun. The fourth boy of the of the Fab Four is Elfie, and I had met Elfie a couple of years back as well, and that just kind of snowballed into a relationship, and now we've become really close to, and through Elfie, I've met some other kids, so this year, we're actually going to bring on some new kids, so I'm excited to see Mile Monsters gaining these kids and the kids becoming family, really. That's what makes it so special, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. You kind of led us right into 22, so... Was 22 your first full calendar year as Mile Monsters? I guess I don't 2021 know was that. a full, yeah, 2021 was our first calendar year. We started out the first year in 2021, but we just did not have a handle on it. You know, it was a new adventure for us. And really until Hopper was doing his ride and I was stumbling through a few rides and raising some money in the spring, I did a ride and summer I had one and then Hopper did his ride and I did a cross country ride where I went from Coney Island to the Golden Gate Bridge in 46 hours. And that really helped to get us on the map as well. So until those two things kicked off, you know, we were just kind of in the shadows. Then we kind of came to the forefront and brought us into 22. And we were just rolling full steam ahead. And January came, we had an idea to do a monster day. And Gavin was having some trouble at school with kids, you know, picking, not being nice. You know, just not including him in things. His mom was trying to work with his classroom. 
And we decided that if we're going to do it, we want to do monster style. So we went down and did a program for the whole school. And we decked out every student and every teacher and faculty member with a Monster Day shirt. So when we showed up, the entire school had the same shirt on. And it was just a lot of fun. And we did a it was really an anti-bullying program. But it was a lot of fun. And then we rolled out from there. We rolled into March where Hopper and Go Home Ken did a DECA attempt. And for those of you familiar with the long distance world, you're, yeah, I, you're going wow. Yes, yeah, say explain <laughs> that because most people are not familiar yes, with that. And, and it's hard to comprehend. But those two incredibly talented riders attempted to do a ride that is 10 days of doing 1,500 miles every day. So just to comprehend that, and you can't do 1,600 miles one day and 1,400 the next. You have to do 1,500 miles every day or you're disqualified. And they did nine days of a 10-day DECA. And on the 10th day, got snowed in in the mountains when they were coming across in New Mexico. So it was an incredible ride up until that point. And even when they failed, they still rode all the way to Florida to uh, kind of have a little celebration at the Iron Butt rally there. So it was just an amazing event, that one. It's fun to watch. I thought it was insane. And I'm somebody who really likes to ride, but I thought that was crazy <laughs> to do that time of year in the cold. It was early March. It was before Daytona. So it was a tough, tough ride. I gave him a lot of mad respect for doing that. Yeah, that was we, a cool one. We kept, yeah, it was really cool. And then we we were rolling good there. And then the end of March, I did a ride for the kids that I'd met from around the world who were coming to America for treatment. Elfie was one of those boys. And I did a ride that was 28 states, 28, 27, excuse me, sites. And that started in Mississippi. And I basically rode around the country clockwise, hitting all these sites. And the idea was to showcase places these kids wanted to see. They just weren't able to go see it. And it was a ride that I thought, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know what kind of interest there's going to be. I don't know if I'm going to like it, but I'll do whatever it takes for these kids to have fun. And they gave me a list of sites to see. And I did hit the traditional things, Disney World, Disneyland, you know, a couple things like that. But there was some sites on there that were just awesome. I went to uh, the Killing Fields in Texas. One of the kids wanted to see a mass murder, a uh, serial killer where a serial killer lived or or did things, and they were intrigued by some movies they saw. So I went to the Killing Fields in Texas. I went to the Golden Gate Bridge, Folsom Prison, Disneyland, uh, Movie Star's house. I went to Sylvester Stallone because he was a Rocky fan. So I went to his house, things like that. And that was just amazing, amazing sights. Niagara Falls, New York City, Madison Square Garden. I mean, literally coast to coast. Every stop, I did a video to show the kids what was there, and I brought them home a little a little chunk. I'm a souvenir collector myself, and I collect little pieces of dirt uh, in a little little container of size of a quarter, I suppose, and a half inch deep. And I brought each kid a piece of dirt from his site with a couple of little souvenirs. You know, I couldn't carry much on my bike, but it was really one of my favorite rides I've ever done. So then, uh, you know, moving on from there, we rolled right into the Hoka Hay, which you're very familiar with. I became familiar with that this year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. After after riding it, you know exactly what that was about. That was in June, and we rolled uh, through the Hokahe, and, and that ended in July. And I got a little banged up on that ride, so I didn't really ride much from then until Sturgis. And I rode back to Sturgis, or trailered out to Sturgis for the first time in 25 years, I think. 
But I went to Sturgis, didn't do a lot of riding, but we did do some promotions out there. And we went to Legend Suspensions and got suspension put on my new bike. So I was very happy about that. And after that, we cheered on the guys out west who did the Monsters Over Mountains. A group of guys got together and planned a thousand mile ride over the mountain ranges out in Oregon and Washington. You have to go to our website to look that up because it's absolutely incredible. But that is happening again in 2023. So that's going to be really cool. I'm going to get out and do that. That was one of those rides I was really bummed that I missed. Then we had a bunch of riders riding their first, you know, their first thousand miles in a day. And I was really excited that they reached out to us to do it. They wanted to raise money for our kids, wanted to help us do what we do. So they rode all these thousand mile days. Different people did. That was one of the highlights of my year. That's when I, I talked to people and I thought, I felt like we made it. We had done something that's now affecting strangers that are calling me up to do a ride for these boys. And it was just simply incredible to see that and to witness it. And all the way until the end of the year, you know, Mandy did one and it was already getting cold out and, you know, people still pounding it out. So that was just, just crazy. I have a hard time really putting that into words, how, how much that meant. And then, and then in September, we went to our first international monster day little elfie was having a tough time at school he knew what we did for gavin thought it would be cool so we decided we were just going to do it we're going to find a way to do it so hopper twister and big daddy joined me and we went to ireland and had a great time we did two uh monster days one at a community center and then one at elfie school so we hung out there and really had a, a really had a good time and the people from ireland were very thrilled with what we did how we did our program it was a it was a great success they had an article in their newspaper there and they're really looking forward to us coming back there which is funny because i don't think they were as excited before you came <laughs> no that's the case most of the time they were not overly the school didn't know what to think you know there's a bunch of bikers coming in and you know you know me i have a lot of tattoos i have you know a haircut that looks like a biker would have so <laughs> They didn't, they didn't know what to think, but afterwards, the principal was very happy. He was thrilled with how it went. He thought it was a great message. If anybody's interested, you can go to our website and check it out. Uh, I put the whole, the whole event is now posted, so you can watch the half-hour presentation from the school. And really, the highlight of that was the very last five minutes, because we actually did the program on Elfie's birthday. So the whole gymnasium saying happy birthday to Elfie to end it. And did, I thought that was incredible. Yeah. How did he like that? What, were his, what was his he thought? Was, did he know that was going to happen? No, he did not know it, which was kind of funny because he was just sitting there and he was up front. He liked to be the attention, but he wasn't, you know, standing up clapping or anything. You know, he's kind of bashful a little bit, how kids get. But at the end, I said, it's his birthday. And I thought it would be fun. And so I just asked the kids if they would sing spontaneous and they all said yes the teachers were into it so we sang happy birthday to him and he really took it all in and it was a lot of fun because if you listen to it you can hear their little accents it was just incredible to do and incredible to be a part of that and that is why we do what we do you know it's not all about racing motorcycles doing the crazy things and you know showcasing kids for five minutes going there and spending the days it took to showcase him at his school and spend some time with him in his hometown was out of this world incredible it meant the world to him and i 
I really struggle sometimes trying to get that across to people, how much it means and how important the donations are and what we do right directly to these kids, because you can't capture that in the right, into the right words. I do the best I can. I try to make some videos of it, but it is absolutely incredible to see. And unless you're there, physically there to witness it as you were in, in South Dakota, it's hard to put into words. It really is. And that's one of the things I want to comment on is when you're donating money to a cause, it's always nice to to think you know where the money's going. What's different about you guys is we can watch it go there. Like We can see what you're doing at these schools. We can see what you're doing with Gavin. You got that truck for, or the van for Turbo. You went out, you did this deal with Alfie. It's, it's great because it's like we know where the money's going. It's not being filtered off into some exec's pocket somewhere, which I think is great. So that's probably the biggest draw for me. And I, I think all the people I know would agree. And that'd be the biggest draw for all of them as well is, you know, we can see where the money's going and that's what we love about it. So kudos to you yeah, for sure. That's how I just happen to enjoy doing things. I'm an open book my own life. I'll make fun of myself. I'll do whatever. There's good pictures of me. You can find videos of me where I just look insane. You know, so that stuff, I like when it's out in the open. I like when people get to experience the thing. I don't want to have a, a foundation where thousands of people donate and I'm the only one that gets to enjoy that moment. I try to capture that moment and share that with everybody. So everybody who donates, everybody who shares our page, supports us financially or through word of mouth, that kind of work. So everybody can enjoy what we do and take that in and know that they're a part of it and actually feel it, feel the connection with these kids. I think that part goes so far. That's huge. And then something else I want to point out, and I I could be explaining this wrong when I talk to people, so you can correct me, but there are people trying to find cures. There are people behind the scenes doing all this stuff. What you're doing is helping these kids live their best life. Explain that, because I think that is the coolest thing, because these kids are being turned into little, I hate to say celebrities, because that's kind of got a negative undertone to it, but you're celebritizing these little kids that are normally being bullied or picked on, and now they're heroes. Exactly. And I really believe that that goes a long way to their personal experience being made into a celebrity that makes their life so much better. And we've always had one model. We just want to help these kids live their best life. And that it's so simple. And when we stick to that, it's easy to follow, not overly complicated. Every kid is different. If somebody is seeking treatment, there's a lot of treatments that you can do for DMD, therapy, injections, stem cells. There's all kinds of treatments you can do. And some kids really benefit from certain treatments. Some kids really benefit from therapy. Some kids don't do any of that. And to live their best life, what they really need is some things at home. So we really focus on each kid. And that's through getting to know them, getting to know their parents, having them be part of my family, to be honest. That's how we get to know these kids so good. And I know that if a kid is benefiting from therapy, the little kid tells me. He doesn't tell me when mom's around. He tells me when we're we're going for a walk for ice cream that he loves getting the therapy because he feels better the next day. He could walk good for three days or whatever the case is. So if the family is struggling to raise money for therapy, that's what we like to help with. If it, they have everything intact and they're, they're getting most of the things paid, but they just don't have any extra money, those are the families we like to step in and, and help them out with the little things that kids need. They might be something to lift them up. It might be something to help carry them. 
it might be a PlayStation 5 because believe it or not, gaming consoles, they have a negative connotation to them from so many people, but these kids need them. They need to be gamers because that is their communication line to the world. That is how they talk to their friends. That's how they grow. That's how they learn things. It's their little spot they rode, that we rode our bikes to. That's what they do with a gaming console. And that's why it's so important. When PlayStation 5s came around, I was getting them anywhere I could to make sure we could get them to the kids. So they'd have PlayStation 5s when they were all the rage. They wanted them to be the coolest kid on the block with the coolest new thing. So that was our that was our goal, and that's that's really where the you know help them live their best life comes from. It may be a van, and it may be nothing financially. It may just mean this kid needs a high five, a hug, and know there's some bikers there pulling for him. Some bikers that are will talk about him on a live podcast or a live show on the road or an interview or something. They're mentioning his name, and they just they just love that. One of the things that you did, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but talk a little bit more about the end of the Hokahe. What you did there, how we all got to meet these boys, kind of how all that came together and what the end result was. At the end of the Hokahe, it was actually another great idea that I had that nobody else came up with, which I like to claim all these great things. But in all reality, I have a, <laughs> a great talent of twisting them into something cool, but they usually come from somebody else. And that was no different. <laughs> <laughs> that was Christopher's idea. Let's get some kids out here to the finish line. And I thought that was a great idea. So what we did was we brought the three families out to the finish line and we paid for them to get there. We covered the hotel, whatever it took for them to come to South Dakota to the finish line. And we organized that, had it all set up. And it was probably the single most important thing we've done since we started the Mile Monsters. I didn't know it at the time, but it was just an incredible thing to do and incredible, had so many effects after the fact that are just unbelievable and hard to put into words. But the families are tight. They're all like family. The kids are close. They, they had such a bond with all these bikers from around the world that it was just a home run on so many levels. It's, it's hard to even grasp. But it was really, really incredible. And as it turned out, it was incredibly important for me. I didn't know uh, that it would be at the time. But during the whole as you know, I had a little mishap. And, and when I did, you know, the easy thing to do would be just stop right there and not go on. But I wanted to be at that finish line for those boys so bad that it really made a difference for me, too. So, it, it you know, it's funny how things work. But I don't know who benefited more from it the kids or the riders but all in all it was a well uh, accomplished mission for sure that leads us did you do anything after the international monster day was it kind of like let's start get rolling for 2023 yeah what we did after the international monster day was get ready for the calendar so just started working on the calendar which turned out to be way more work than i thought it was going to be <laughs> and, well well that that leads me right into 23 you mentioned already the calendar. That's something new. This podcast is going to be new quarterly. What else is new coming? We're going to flip through the calendar here in a minute, but anything behind the scenes that you've had to build up for now? Not not talking about future events, but other behind the scenes stuff that you want to share now? Yeah, we've been working very hard this whole fall on the calendar, and I've never done a calendar like this, but doing a calendar makes you plan the year ahead of time. And uh, being 
a big fan of a lot of these events and having them take place, we're just getting bigger. We had to have them where people knew what was going on. So we thought a calendar was the best way to have it. They could look at the calendar like, oh, the ride is going on next week, that kind of thing. So we came up with a calendar and it really just filled a lot of my time trying to get this all put into place. But it was really cool. It turned out great. All the pictures on the calendar were taken. I believe all of them were taken by me. Maybe there was a couple that were from the Monsters Over Mountains that weren't from me, but they're either from myself or Hopper, one of the two. But they all came from really cool places I've been while I've been competing for these boys or on some kind of ride for these kids. And they all have some memory. They're all a very special place. I put some sayings on some of the calendars. So that was really a great thing to put together for the whole, for the cause. And the other thing we've been working on that kicks off the first of the year is Monster Miles. We've always, you know, been the, the Mile Monsters. Now we have Monster Miles. And what we're going to do is try to get people to ride for us. And we have a bunch of different levels and a bunch of different rides. But what they're going to do when they ride for us is they will be getting a certificate for the certain ride that they're doing. And we have like 12 rides. They're mainly hero rides and monster rides. So we have some great great things coming down the pipe and this is in addition to you know the other avenues people can go to get ride certified this is really celebrating doing charity work that's what this is all about all of their certificates these are all donations to mile monsters we just found a way to reward the people who are reaching out to us for this very thing we have so many people that want to help asking us about if we do any kind of certificates for them for what they do so this is what we're doing to kind of fill that void and I think it's really going to be nice. We're really getting that. We're getting the certificates working right now and having these rides. They're all based around the kids. You know, we have a mini hero, which is 513 miles, but our hero ride is 1,012 miles. We have our superhero that's 1,313 miles. So they're all rides. Every kid has a number and we assign them, a, we give them a coin, a hero coin, and it has a number. The Gavin's number is 13. Elfie's is 12, Drew is 11, and Josh Turbo is number seven. So all of these rides kind of end in those numbers, but that's what it's all about. One of them is a town ride. If you get a picture with the town sign where all the kids live, you know, we have a we have an award for that. So it's some pretty neat stuff. And the monster rides, there are 500, a 1,000, 2,000, and a mega monster, which is 3,000. They are all using your motorcycle to put an M in some location, a state, across the country, whatever you want to do, but draw an M. So on your tracker, we can see an M wherever you choose to do it and whatever mile range you do. And then we have a bunch of certificates to do that. And we're going to take the picture and use them on our website and all that good stuff. So it's really just spreading awareness to our cause and getting a place where people can donate to and having the money go back to helping us do what we do. It's really all it is. And there's some more rides to it. You know, we have a Monster 48, which is going to all 48 state capitals and getting a picture on the steps for the state capitol. And again, this is just going back to raising awareness. That's what all of our existence is about. Raise some awareness, raise some funds, help these kids live their best life and hopefully get to the point across to people. That's awesome. That's a good look at behind the scenes of kind of what you got coming up, some new things going on. Uh, a lot of those I didn't know about, by the way. And uh, what we want to do every quarter is we want to talk about the next four months. So we'll just flip through the calendar, talk about the upcoming four months. And before we do that each time, we're just going to 
go back over the previous three, right? So the reason for four months is because this is going to come out on the first Monday of the quarter, and we just want to make sure everybody knows what's going on. That's awesome. That leads us to the January calendar or the January page. And the first thing you have on here is Monster Miles kickoff on the first. And you kind of alluded to the Monster Miles, but is that going to be different every month? Is each month something different? And if so, what is it? What we have is set rides, but every month there will be a new ride for that month. And if you ride 12 consecutive rides, if you'd conquer that one ride that is the January's ride and you do that for 12 months, then you're going to be in a drawing for some really cool prizes we got coming out. So the goal is that people get into doing the month. So 12 consecutive months, you do them all. But yes, every month is going to have a bonus ride announced on the first of that month. So that's our very first day. We're going to have our list of rides that we're going to have. And then January, we'll have our January bonus day there. So okay. it kicks off on the first. So do you know what those rides, can you announce those now? Or is that where we go to the website? We need to be paying attention. You have to pay attention to that. And it will be, we will be launching it live. This airs on a Monday. So it will have been, it will have been launched, but we do not have January set at the time of this recording. Fair enough. So pay attention, people. I noticed that's new every single month on the first of the month. There's the monster miles ride. That's what you're saying. If correct on our, on our website, milemonstersinc.com, you'll see a listing for our Monster Miles, the ride for that month. Okay. And then you have 31, 28, or 30 days to complete that ride, and then you miss it. Correct. Of it course, should be fun and just give it a little, little, little competition in there to see who can do all 12. Yeah, for sure. Of course, in January, we see the Wild Ass Podcast on the 2nd. The Monster Miles Ride Certificates, you have mid-month every month? Is that just a Correct. placeholder for January? Or? Yeah, that is going to be, that is the very first one. That is the day that I'm going to shoot for, to sit in front of a computer and just take all the rides that were sent in and for me to do the certificates and email them to the individuals who did the rides. That's So people kind of know when to expect their certificates to get to them. Those are the dates. There is a couple down the road that might vary by a day or two, but those are the dates that we'll be pretty solid with. Okay, cool. So it won't be a big wait. If you do a ride on January 2nd, the day, if somebody's riding right now, listening to this podcast air, you know, two weeks from today, you'll be getting your certificate for that ride. Cool. Uh, see, uh, January is when you're doing Monster Day with Gavin. Correct. We have another day in Texas. Gavin was so thrilled with our Monster Day last year. I was shocked, but he came to us and asked if we were going to do another Monster Day at his school. And I asked him if he needed it, told him, Gavin, do you need us to do a monster day? And he just straight up told me, yes, it makes a big difference. Can you come back? And I have kind of a soft spot for Gavin, so I don't know the word no. So, of course, we made plans and we're heading back to Texas. Yeah, that'll be cool. Is it going to be the same event? Are you changing things up a little bit? We're going to change it. Last year, we did Epic or uh, Monster Heart, I mean. Excuse me. And that is kind of our theme, kind of teaches kids how to have a monster heart. But this year we have a little bit different. It's kind of the same line, but we're going to talk about doing some more epic things and what is epic and how you can be epic. That's cool. Teaching the kids to be epic. That wraps up January. That brings us to February. We're going to get a new Monster Miles monthly ride. And then it's kind of, February is kind of wide open, isn't it? February is 
traditionally a pretty quiet month. You know, as you very well know, in the motorcycle world, most people are gearing up. The North all has winter. That is generally our roughest time here in Jersey that I don't ride a whole lot is February. But with any luck, I will. It'll be good. But that is a month we do a lot of prep to get ready for a long year. And that's what we have planned this year. We're going to prep for the Monster Mile Ride, finish finalizing the year of those. We have our Monster 100 that we'll be coming up with. That starts in May, so we're going to be working on that and tweaking the end-of-the-road bash we're having in in, uh, Rapid City. And then we have a ride in Texas that's in July, but we'll be routing that ride. So Hopper and I will be working to come up with a route that we can get to every Harley dealership in Texas with Gavin. So that's going to be a tough task. And also we'll be mapping a ride that we have planned for September where we're going back to Ireland to race around the entire British Isle in eight days. So we have to map that out to kind of make sure we can do it, make sure, one, that it can be done, two, that it is epic, and three, that we know where we're going. Because we have to ride on the wrong side of the road in a place we've never been. This is something that's hard for me to even imagine that we're actually going to do it, to bring motorcycles to a, a foreign country and do what we do on foreign soil is just amazing that we've grown to that point in such a short time. It's absolutely incredible to me. So that, that is going to be one heck of a ride. But we'll be planning for that. And there's a lot that goes into routing. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about those in upcoming shows because that's going to be a lot of cool stuff for sure. Yeah, we'll have a lot more. We'll have a lot more ready to talk about. You know, as it gets closer, we'll have the routing done. We'll have some cool things to share with you about it. No, I look forward to those shows with all that information. It's going to be great. And I'm so excited to get to share it here. But that makes me flip the calendar to March, and it uh, looks like, well, I'm very familiar with March being busy, because that is the kickoff to the wild-ass travel season, where we will be in Daytona for Bike Week. You have that on the calendar as well, along with the Monster Miles monthly ride, and I see Twister gets older in March as yeah, well. Twister's, yeah, Twister's birthday, I'm going to try to talk her into going to Bike Week. I want to go down there and see you at the show. That's a lot of fun. It's really the only reason I go to Bike Week anymore. I just, not my jam to go cruise the shore in the, of Daytona, but I sure like going where you're at. I think that's a cool setup, and I can walk around and see everything I want to see right there. So we're planning to come down and see you that week, so I'm hoping Twister makes it over there as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think I have to be home, though, because I told you that I'm getting married on March, and I believe that's going to be the 11th. So I don't think you're going to be home yet to go to my wedding. And nope. I say wedding for those of you who, for those of you who don't know, I have been married a long time. This is going to be my 30 years. But I told the wife I wanted to renew our vows and and have a, a little party back in Minnesota where we got married and have everybody come from 30 years ago. So we thought it'd be kind of fun. So if she says yes, we plan to get married again. That's our plan. Yeah, that won't work, will it? If I I won't be able to be there. Sorry, man. Well, it might not even be one. She might say no. <laughs> that's right. There, she might. Um, and it's safe to talk about on here because you've already asked her by now. Right. By now, by now, I'll have already asked her, so I'll know those answers. Right. So what's Mummy's journey where Alfie's mom's going to take this walk? Alfie's mom, and they call him mum. You know, uh, they have mum's day, and they don't say mom as we do here in the States. So that's mum's journey there. She is going to attempt to walk 50 miles in 24 hours. And I asked myself, how can that even be possible? But she's going to attempt it. And she thinks if it's not 24, it'll be 30 hours or it's absolutely insane to me. I can't, I guess I look at that like people look at doing the Hokahe in 10 days. 
they it baffles their mind. And that's how I feel about walking 50 miles in a 24-hour period. I, I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah, that's crazy. I just, you know, me quick, grab the calculator. It's a little over two miles an hour, but that's not stopping at all. Right. And it's just, I don't know how the body, the feet, knees, hips can hold up to that. I just, it's so mind boggling to me. I, if I were to walk that far, I, I think I would just collapse, but that's what a mom does for her son. And that's what, you know, we try to promote. We like epic stuff. So this is what it's all about. Yeah, that's really cool. Let's see, you got certificates going out, and then Arizona Bike Week. You never go to that, do you? I have never been to the Arizona Bike Week. I gave it zero thought before I listened to your podcast where you were talking about it. And it just has me, now it's on my bucket list. My bucket list is like generally three things deep. I don't keep a bucket list. I keep a a bucket of things I've done, not things I want to do. So I don't have a lot in my bucket list. So I'm actually going to try to get out there this year and check that place out. You'll have to let me know because I just booked our house for there. I think whatever I do is going to be an in and out pretty quick trip. So I have no problem. It's nice weather out there. I'll sleep Hoka Hay style and hang out there for two days all and I'll be on the road again somewhere. But I think I'm going to try to incorporate a trip out to see Turbo. Sure. That's my plan. It's kind of on the way. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That wraps up March, puts us into April, where it starts. I mean, we will be in Arizona. Sounds like you'll be in Arizona, South Carolina, or South South Carolina. Idiot. Arizona, California. So you'll be out that way. Yep. Talk about the taco run. You have that on the calendar. I love the dates that I'm seeing here. So tell us what that is. The taco run, years ago, they used to have a hamburger run, and somebody listening to this would be way more knowledgeable than I am because I did not go. But there was a hamburger place, just a little mom-pop type hamburger stand in, in Illinois somewhere. And the riders at the Hoka Hay would go out there. So that was before my time. I wasn't one of the cool kids that got in on that. But they did start an event during my time. After 2018, they started an event called the Taco Run, where in Medicine Park, Oklahoma, they get together for the weekend and eat tacos, ride motorcycles, laugh, drink beer, have a great time. Mountain Scott is right behind it. Last year, I did not go. The year before, I did, and I had a great time. Last year, I was on, the dates were different, and I was on my iSpy ride, so I missed it. So this year, they moved it into April. A couple weeks back, it used to be the first week in April, and that was my problem last year. But it's a great time. If people are not familiar with Medicine Park, Oklahoma, it is a gem down by Fort Sill, and it is a beautiful place. A great place to hang out and relax. They got little cabins to rent all over. There's a the mountain range right there, the Wichita Mountain Park right there, preserve. They have wildlife in there that's incredible. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great event. If you're familiar with any Hoka Hay riders or just like fun people to hang out with, that's your place. That sounds like a good time. I see it's on the calendar, so that's why I thought I'd bring it up. But that gets us all the way through April. That's pretty much as far as I wanted to go. Of course, um, <laughs> Probably want to mention the Monster 100, which is full, <laughs> from what I understand. Tell us yeah, about that real Monster quick. We'll talk about it more on the next show. Yeah, the Monster 100, you're going to be seeing a lot about this. You're going to be hearing a lot about this because it just exploded into one of those events that everybody that didn't get in it is going to wish they would have. A great event. It was a brainstorm of mine I worked on for a long time to get just the right idea. All Again, by yourself. I'm only kidding. All by yourself. Yeah, all by myself, but nobody, with nobody else. But actually, it's the furthest from the truth. It's actually our logo is after Renee. Your Renee 
came up with this ride. So I have to give her credit. Wild ass Renee, when you see her, she's the one that came up with this ride. And it's absolutely an incredible ride. What we have is 100 days starting May 4th, ending on August 11th, the Friday of the second weekend of Sturgis. So what we're going to do is have two riders a day ride a thousand miles each. The goal is to raise $1 for every mile you ride. And what we want to do is have every slot filled, which we do. So for 100 days, we'll have two riders riding a thousand miles. And the goal originally was to have a hundred riders riding and that filled up in 50 hours. So we opened it up to two riders and that filled up in under three weeks. So that was an incredible accomplishment. Super happy for all the riders. I want to thank everybody who stepped up because that's a super badass. And I can't wait for it to kick off. I am riding on day one. And day 100 is going to have Chris Hopper riding the 100th day to commemorate his 100 days by himself. So it's a pretty all-around cool event. It's going to end out in Rapid City. We're hoping to have it come into the Harley dealership in Rapid City. And then we have an event at the Best Western in Rapid City that evening. So it's going to be a lot of cool stuff. We're going to have four families there of kids with Duchenne. We're going to bring those folks in and just really make a fun event out of this. That'll be a good time for sure. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's really all we needed to talk about for this month. I, th- I think it went okay. Yeah. And, and And you know what? If we sucked, it'll get better next time. Or it won't. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I listen to it, when I listen to it, it'll get uh, it get better. I think it was probably long just because of going through so much to lead up to it. The next time, it'll be a much shorter podcast, and you can even edit that into it and say that, you know, because we'll be talking about a little bit that happened, and then the next three months, that's it. You know, we talked about a lot of stuff there, Mile Monsters and 2021, 22, 20, yeah. this part of 23, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Well, and you'll have announcements of who did their monthly rides and who's leading the yeah. board on pulling off the most of them. I mean, everything's a competition, so we'll have things to talk about. Yeah, it definitely is competition. That that ride, and there's a point system that's coming out too. So the more rides you do and the more certificates you do get, there's a point system. And so there'll be a point leader, a ride leader. So at the end of the year, somebody may be leading in points, but not have, have done as many rides. Because if you do the Monster 48, that's a lot of points. But I don't know how many people are going to be able to do that ride. You know, So that's a lot of miles with every state capital on one ride. Yes, it is. Do you have any asks or requests of the audience? I guess I, I guess I do have a request for the audience. And that is to help us spread the word of what we do by sharing, by liking, all of that stuff that makes the Facebook world go round, that makes the YouTube world go round, what makes the algorithms kick off, those likes, commenting on it, and sharing. If you could help us out by sharing is caring. So if you help us out by doing that, that would be awesome. Definitely. What would be your last parting words? My last parting words would be to thank you for the opportunity and the platform to have our message be heard. I think it's very important. I'm very passionate about it. I love these kids like they're my own kids. And I can't afford to do these things that we do by myself. And it's so great to give these kids a dream come true, to give them an opportunity to have and to feel things they would never have in a million years about all of you. That's awesome. Where can we follow you? Give us the addresses. Mile Monsters, Inc. is the place to find us on the web, Facebook. 
We have a TikTok, which I'm trying to get better at. We have Instagram, but everything is under Mile Monsters Inc. We have a group and a page on Facebook. That's what gets the most action. But our YouTube is growing, and we're trying to build that with a lot of our videos and live stuff right on there. Perfect. And it's easy. Mile Monsters Inc. Look it up. You'll find it. I'm always here to deflect questions. If you get questions, I can answer them or I can forward them on. If you have any questions for Riot or myself in regards to the Mile Monsters or any of the events, you can email them to me at therealwildass at gmail.com. Riot now has his own email address. Share that. That is riot at milemonstersinc.com. So between the two of us, we can get you taken care of. I know normally just like normal, I'll just send everything to you, but if you can't find Riot at MileMonstersInc.com, you can send it to me. I will get it taken care of. And the other thing is this calendar I'm flipping through, we didn't even talk about where to get it. You can have your own calendar. You can flip through it with us as you're listening to the show. <laughs> we didn't even mention that. Where can they get it? That is the best because we need to get rid of these calendars. I have a bunch of them left still. We're shipping them out daily. But you can get them at our website, MileMonstersInc.com. There you go. Mile Monsters, Inc. Did you catch that, guys? Mile Monsters, Inc. That's where you can find it. I think that's it. Folks, if you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can follow the adventures on Facebook or Instagram by looking for The Real Wild Ass. And, of course, I am Wild Ass Craig. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all again in a couple weeks. And, of course, thank you again, Riot, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Can't tell you how much it means. It's great to have you as a friend and as a as a sponsor and a companion in this journey. Thank you, Riot. Appreciate it.